Welcome back, dear listeners. I'm very glad that you've all decided to join me for this week's edition of Historical Footnotes because I've been excited about it for about a month and now I finally get to share it with you. A little disclaimer here, Edgar Allan Poe is my favorite writer of all time. The Telltale Heart, The Cask of Amontillado, and obviously The Raven have been my favorite pieces of literature since I was exposed to them when I was, I don't know, like seven or eight years old. I was the epitome of the melancholy goth kid who reads Edgar Allan Poe and then writes bad poetry in their room. That was 100% me, and I'm fine with it. So naturally, within that context, you can imagine how my ears pricked up when I was researching the Charles Dickens biography episode when it was mentioned that Dickens both had a raven and said raven was Poe's muse. I'll give you a moment to pick your job off the floor. Yes, the raven was inspired not by any ordinary raven, not by a harbinger of doom. It was a talking pet raven named Grip, whom Charles Dickens was absolutely delighted by. Like when you read his letters about it, he clearly liked the raven better than his own children. So how did Grip, an English raven who could not only speak, but apparently had an extensive vocabulary and was owned by the world-famous author Charles Dickens, end up meeting a young Edgar Allan Poe? To make a steady living, Poe did a lot of review work for newspapers and magazines. His short story, The Murders in the Rue Morgue, came out in 1841 and is considered the first detective story ever written. The story made a splash. So when world-famous author Charles Dickens came out with a new mystery-adjacent story called Barnaby Rudge, one of the papers that Poe wrote for commissioned him to guess the solution of the story. Remember, Charles Dickens had all of his stories serialized, so they'd come out in installments before being released in book form. Well, obviously, Poe guessed the solution correctly and wrote about it for the paper. This got back to Dickens, and he remarked in surprise, he must be possessed of the devil. So Poe got it right. Now, the hilarious part of this story is Poe went on and on and on about how much he loved the talking raven in the story and felt that he should have been in the story more. The raven's name was Grip. Grip was the pet of the main character, Barnaby Rudge, and basically never stopped talking. Quick digression here. Yes, ravens can talk. I did not know this before I learned of this story, but I'll link a video in the show notes. Not only can they speak, they have a higher vocabulary than parrots, and they actually sound human. It's super, super creepy, and it gives Poe's poem a whole new meaning for me. Grip was Poe's favorite part of the story to the extent that he criticized Dickens for not making Grip more symbolic in the story. The two started a friendly correspondence, exchanging letters about their writing. In 1842, Dickens went on his first tour of America and decided to pay a visit to Poe. Edgar Allan Poe was absolutely enchanted to find out that Grip was a real raven and pet to Dickens. Like, let's imagine for a second a giddy Edgar Allan Poe trying to feed and pet this majestic raven. I just, it brings me joy to think about. Four years later, Poe's poem, The Raven, was published to great acclaim. Now, he never said definitively that Grip was the inspiration. However, some lines from Barnaby Rudge and The Raven are pretty similar. I'm quoting this from an article I found on Open Culture, which I will link to. Grip makes a noise and someone asks, what was that? Him tapping at the door? Another character responds, to someone knocking softly at the shutter. Now compare that with, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. 
At some point, Dickens made a condescending comment about American poetry, and Poe was pretty pissed off about that, so the friendship didn't really last, and Poe mysteriously died just three years later, in 1849, at age 40. Now, Grip, the famous bird himself, died not long after Poe had met him in 1842. The bird, who terrorized Dickens' children as well as his mastiff, somehow developed a taste for paint. Grip would steal paint off the walls and the carriage. Dickens wrote, On the clock striking twelve, he appeared slightly agitated, but soon recovered, walking twice or thrice along the coach house, stopped to bark, staggered, exclaimed, Hello, old girl, his favorite expression, and died. He behaved throughout with a decent fortitude, equanimity, and self-possession, which cannot be too much admired. The children seem rather glad of it. He bit their ankles, but that was play. After Grip died, Dickens had two other ravens named Grip, but the original Grip was stuffed, and my dear listeners, Grip still exists. You can go visit him at the Free Library in Philadelphia, where he is still on display. That's not the end of the story, however. The Tower of London keeps ravens on the grounds because should the ravens ever leave, the kingdom will fall. In the 1940s, there was a raven named Grip, and that Grip and his mate were the only ravens to survive the German bombing. And even better, there is currently a raven named Grip at the Tower. So you've got two places to visit a legend of literature. Go see the real Grip in Philadelphia or the newest Grip at the Tower of London. Listeners, I very much enjoyed making this episode and hope you enjoyed listening. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts so others can find the show and join me next week as we take a look at the convoluted origins of winter ghost stories and the role Dickens played in making them popular. (laughs) 